Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 96. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So, really over the last few weeks I've had people at expos and business shows that I've been presenting at as well as questions emailed to me from people who listen to the show or have listened to other interviews I've done on other shows asking me about journaling, my journaling strategies, what I like, what I don't like, what would I suggest and so what I thought I'd do is, is I thought I'd dedicate this episode to journaling and making sure that Well, sharing my advice, my tips, my strategies, my likes and do not likes about certain types of journaling processes, and also answer some of the questions that people have been sending in. So I think what we'll do is we will get started. So I think the first thing is is really let's talk about my experiences with journals. Now, when I first got introduced to the journaling ethos, actually, let's go further back than that. I think... First of all, I was very ignorant about journaling. I have to say that I thought journaling was only really for 12 to 13 to 14-year-old girls who write about their problems in the journals. And my mission as a big brother, and for those of you who have got sisters, it was the mission to go out there and try and find said journal so I could get some emotional blackmailing material on my um, siblings so I could um, tell them what to do kind of thing, but never really worked out that way. But that was very much what I kind of like. So I saw the that sort of thing in journaling. Or the other thing was the the epic adventure, you know, like Indiana Jones with his with his father's notebook with all of the all of the secrets and all of the missions and quests that he had in. That was the kind of thing I saw travelers and and those sort of things do journaling. I never really saw any benefit or wanted to do anything like that when I was a when I was a kid. I was always out there doing you know sports and other things. But then, of course, I hit my illness. And for those of you who haven't listened to the show before, all you got to do to find out more about that story is to jump over to the first episode and I, I talk about that, um, that experience. But ultimately, through that experience and through me looking at trying to get better and those sort of things, that's when I really first got introduced into the journaling process. And I have to say, on hindsight now, when I look back, I wasn't given the best advice. I mean, ultimately, if we if we take a snapshot of my circumstance at that moment in time, I was going through clinical depression. I had serious case of anxiety, low self-esteem. I hadn't really done much in six years because of my illness. And I got asked to write down by the therapist or counselor I was seeing at the time, just write down how you feel. And you know, when you are in those dark places and those dark moments, I think you can impossibly imagine the kind of things I was recording. And rather than actually seeing it as a beneficial thing, what it was is it became a book where I put down all my woes and, and things I hated and everything else. And in fact, I remember writing a list about everything I um, felt and hated about myself 
And I couldn't really, I never really used it as a processing tool. For me personally, it was just a way to record how useless and pathetic I was at that time. Um, I began to re, I began to take notes of all of the ailments and things that were wrong with me rather than actually the things that were beneficial to me and, and those sort of things. I began to keep a score of how rubbish I felt rather than how good. So my experience into the first what I considered as ways of reporting and taking uh, taking a journal wasn't actually the most beneficial way. But after I experienced that and after I came um, through those very, very dark moments and I made it kind of like my mission to go, okay, what is it that moves people from this point of being unhappy to how can we go out there and create an exceptional life? I began to sort of watch and research and look at thought leaders and and, and leaders in, in different fields. And one thing I noticed all the time was, a lot of the time, should I say, is I noticed that they're always carrying some sort of little notebook or something that they documented things in. And I remember listening to an interview with Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins was talking about, you know, I can go back to my journals throughout the years and see exactly where I was at that moment in time and, and reflect on those things and see how far I've come from that point. And I started to realize the huge potential and benefit in the journaling process or adopting some type of that journaling process. And that really was uh, a really important part uh, and an evolution for me really about how can I move my myself forward. So ever since May the 11th, 2006, I have been uh, journaling, actively journaling. And I remember that date, one, because it's in a journal, funny enough. But the other thing is, is that's when I really start to go, I need to adopt this as a, uh, as a healing strategy at first. But also then as I started my own business and I start to really look at what does exceptional living mean, um, it was a way for me to collect my thoughts. Also, that date was the date that I left the training that I had faith that I believed that I could get better as well, um, as much as everything else. So that's really where my journaling thing came from. Now, for me, I've gone through many different um, iterations of my journaling process, how I started off, all of those sort of things. And we're going to talk about that as we answer some of the questions that some of the listeners have asked. Um, but actually, as well as as I carry a book with me all all over the place, it's a it's a, a leather bound book. Um, it's I, I think one of the things I must add is is when I'm looking for a journal, for me this is an epic book. I mean this is this is my version of the Indiana Jones Codex. You know, it's I, everything that I I am dreaming of, everything that I want to aspire to, every thought, feedback, everything goes in to to this journal so i take a lot of time to personally select the right journal because it's important to me now some people don't do that some people just grab a moleskin and they're off and that's fine but for me there's certain things that i specifically look for in my journal and that's before i even start the process so what i'm going to do is i'm going to in the show notes on the website i'm going to put the um the journaling and the notebooks that I use. There's some specific things that I look for. So in my journal, as I said, I'm recording things from 
Um, and I actually don't call it a journal. I call it my life playbook because that very much it's it's a combination of a planner and a journal. Because I think you the best um, the best philosophies are amalgamation of the both. I want as much as I use tech for many of the things I do for planning and everything. I love the fact that I can come to this old fashioned way of doing things. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about writing things in a notebook is old fashioned, but writing things in a notebook to have them in one place, um, bringing me to that part of thing, which is for me is the reflection and the the brainstorming of what I'm going to do. But when I look at that, there's a couple of things that I really look for. So number one, it has to be hard wearing. This book will go everywhere with me. If I am, um, you know, whether I'm traveling, whether I'm, you know, just going around the, the city, whatever place I'm going to have for meetings, I'll take a couple of notebooks. One will be the notebook I have for my 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 coaching and my way of doing that. The other one will be the reflections and the thoughts afterwards that benefit me and help me grow. It's got important stats, goals, core outcomes, useful feedback that I've had, appointments, everything. That's what's in it. But when I'm looking at it, it has to be hard wearing. So what does that mean? Well, the one that I've got at the minute, um, I can't even pronounce the name. It's called Lemomi, I think it's called. Um, so it's got a leather leather front, um, canvas down, uh, a leather down the side. Uh, obviously, really important, a pen or pencil holder. Um, really good hard-wearing book. It's got a couple of um, uh, place, place points like ribbons. Um, I've added a couple just to help me. And it's got an elastic thing to keep it closed. It's got a pocket in the back. Now, when we go to the paper, I choose a good quality paper because if I write with fountain pen or a ballpoint, I don't want it to spoil the pages on the other side to go through it so it becomes less illegible. I know perfectionist is me, but bear with me. Um, and I personally choose either square or dots, mainly because if I'm writing um, flowcharts or diagrams or um, you know something that needs to be, or tables, I just prefer that rather than just lined. So that is my um, preferred choice. But what I also do, what I've also used in the past is I've used other journals as well, which we're going to talk about in some of the questions. So that's a really important element of when I am looking for it. And I know some people just jump up on a moleskin and run it. I personally just think they deserve a little bit of, um, you know, thought and care into it. And you'll see these lovely, wonderful videos of people doing um you know, all sorts of different things and lovely calligraphy and drawing. I wish I was that creative. Um, I'm not. Um, my, I do, I do allow it to be neat and I write it in pencil and if it's important, I'll go over it in pen. That's just me. That's just my part of my process, which has taken a few, you know, taken a while to, to get to that point. So it's, you know, and, and ultimately I think this is another important thing is you will find your own right way of doing your journal and um, once you've decided on the format and the um, platform that you want to do your journaling on it is an amount of tweaking it to your own personal way so you know certain things in the back of the page all of my journals are exactly the same they've got my color coding my branding information as well as in a laminated sheet it's got two poems that I absolutely love and that I often read um, you know, that's something that is on in every single journal I take with. That's one of the reasons why it has to have a document folder in the back is so I can put my laminated poem in because I take that with me everywhere. 
Um, so all of these things, it becomes your personal little thing. If you want to put pictures in it, you want to put you know important uh, photos, that's what you should do because it very much has to be bespoke. It's unique because you are. So therefore, make sure that you give your, um, your journal a dedicated time. That's just my opinion. That's just how I roll. And you choose to do a different way. That's perfectly fine. So what I thought I'd do is answer some of the questions that have been sent in that I think will personally really suit this episode. So the first question is from Sarah from Manchester in the UK. Which is best, journaling on an app or a traditional paper system? So that's a really, really cool question and something, again, that keeps coming up. And we, we start looking at this because obviously I prefer the paper system, but as we are seeing the um, things like the iPad Pro with the pencil or some of the um, Android app uh, tech, tech gadgets that are out there, devices, um, it, it brings in the possibility of could you just use the writing on the iPad? It would store it, it would save it, you're less likely to use it because of cloud storage and those sort of things. But for me personally, it just doesn't feel right yet. And I haven't found a, a writing app as much as I use my iPad and my pencil for, for all most things. Um, I still keep coming back to the traditional paper system. I find it um, very cathartic. Um, and it's, it's, I guess it's, as well as, as for me, it's interesting because with me suffering from dyslexia, um, I hate writing normally. But one of the things that taking the time out to journaling does, it slows me down. Um, and I have to concentrate to write legibly. Um, so that's just something that I do. And it helps me sort of work through the process of doing that. Everything else I use tech, everything else I will type. But when it comes to the journaling, it's, it's a very important aspect of me to do that. App wise, you know, if you're using an app, there's, there's a couple of things. And I've experimented with apps um, in the past. For example, Day One is a brilliant app. Um, it allows you to put pictures on there. It, it stores the data. There's a subscription to it. Um, I really, really do like it. I just don't need to invest that time in it. One of the other features I do believe, um, and I think I'm correct on this, that once you have done your journal, one of the things you can do is you can pay it, pay for it to be printed out. Um, and they will send you the printed out version of your journal, which I think is an awesome um, concept and idea. Um, so that's definitely worth um, a look if you want to use an app. Um, another one is the five-minute journal, but we're going to be talking about that later on. They do a, an app version of their um, journal. And the one that I'm currently testing is a one called Journey. Now, I got this through um, Setup, which is a, a subscription uh, thing for Mac users. Um, I'm currently testing this. I quite like it. I quite like the thing. Again, it's a subscription base, but it, you know there are other options if you are not someone that wants to take um, the uh, use the pen and the traditional way. Let's say you know quill and um, cartridge paper and those sort of things. So I think there are different ways, Sarah. I think what you've just got to understand is is that you find your own personal way of doing it. Yes, having it on your phone or accessing it on your computer allows you to quickly access the content and to enter the data in without necessarily uh, doing other things. But because of the way I use mine and I do charts and I do tables and I do all of those sort of things, I haven't yet got an app that allows me to do that as effectively 
as um, just using on a piece of paper. The, you could use Evernote as well, to be absolutely honest. I know a few people that have used Evernote. And if you really just want to keep it simple, you could use a, a very simply just a Google Docs or something like that. So there are ways for you to do it. And again, there's no wrong way. It's just giving yourself permission to try these different strategies out. So let's go to question number two. So question number two is from Brad in Indiana. Brad, thank you very much for your question. The question is, is what should I record, business or personal stuff? Now, this brings in a very interesting dilemma. Now, I teach and live by a philosophy that we need to take a holistic approach to life um, because I believe that everything's connected. So what happens at work affects us at home and likewise. So for me personally, Brad, what I think is beneficial to you is to keep everything together in one book. The reason being is, is if you think about it, you know, this is one of the reasons why I asked the question on the um, on the quick questions round on the show is, you know, how do you harmonize life and work? Because it's that inter it's that integration. So for me, if success is about happiness and making sure that you are working in all the key areas of your life, you can really only achieve this when you're looking at the big picture. And you can only really look at the big picture when you have that information in front of you. If you are using your journal, or as I do, a journal combo as a planner and journal, um, you get to see the big picture of everything. You get to see what's going on at work. How much time are you putting into the quality time with your family? That's a stat that I actually track. Um, you know, I, I don't always get it right. I'm going to put my hand up in the air depending on what projects. Um, for transparency's sake, um, this episode was due to be recorded at 10 o'clock this morning. Um, but I've ended up having to record it at 10 o'clock at night because I've been helping my son with his homework and some some other stuff so it's just been one of those days where those sort of things have happened so you know these things happen but to be able to look at the bigger picture of things and going okay well this is what's going on with the key relationships in my life or this is what's going on with work and am I moving on target to achieve this um financial target or am I achieving my personal space you know, what is the, what are the other things? Because it's when we talk about personal stuff, it shouldn't just be family and work. It should be many different things. This is why I don't like work-life balance because balance kind of like depicts only two sides and it's not, you know, your personal stuff is also you. How do you do? What time are you putting aside for your own development and those sort of things? Again, something that I track is how much time am I dedicating to my own growth? All of these things are really important for you to do, Brad. And I think the the element is, is what you need to do is you need to stop and you just need to look and go, okay, how can I inter, how to, can I bring these both together? Which to be honest, quite a, a lot of the journals allows you to do depending on the type of journal strategy that you're looking at. It's just a matter of for you to put down, you know, if you're using an app, subheadings is an easy way to do it if you're using um a, a, a structured journal then that's a different way but we're going to talk about that later on with another question that has been asked so brad i hope that i hope that helps you in um answering those questions and i hope the weather's nice in indiana although i'm not sure because i haven't checked the um weather warnings recently there's been a couple of stuff going on over there in the states so question number three is sue in brighton in the uk how do I pick the right journal? I am getting overwhelmed with the choices. Ah, yes. 
So this is, this is again, a very, very common question that, that I get asked. And I think the first one is, is if you are, well, let's, let's stop for a second. I think there's two, two different types of journaling. There's free flow, or what I would call so creative journaling, and there's structured journaling, which means that the journal is being set up specifically for you to um, answer questions. So it says what's going on, and you answer the questions. And I've got a couple of examples here. So for first of all, let's use the structured example of your journaling or planner. So the one that I used to use when I first started to try and get into the, um, the, the, I guess the whole process of journaling is I wanted something really, really simple, but actually helped me in my resilience, helped me sort of look at, you know, what are the good things, all of those sort of things. And the one I selected was called the five minute journal. Now, I mentioned in um, Sarah's question the app that the 5-Minute Journal do. It's brilliant. It's basically the book in a digital form. But the 5-Minute Journal is is very, very structured. It's very, very easy because I believe everyone has five minutes. Um, but the structure is very, very simple. It's one page a day, and it is split in morning and night. So very simple questions. What am I, what am I grateful for? What would make today great? Your daily affirmations, which all of these things I think are really important. The, fine, the, the ones in the evening is three amazing things that have happened today and how could I have made today even better? Now, the great things with this is, is if you've never done journaling before, these can be really challenging questions just to, just to start off the bat. You know, answering these questions about what am I grateful for? Gra- gratuity is something that we really often don't stop and think about, but it's been an amazing part of my evolution and my own development and stopping for a second and going, actually, what are the things that I'm really grateful for? Because quite often we don't think about them until, you know, in, until we, sh- you know, until we have to, but actually to do an exercise where we're doing it on a day-to-day basis, I think is massively beneficial to our own development, our own growth, our own resilience. Because if we can start learning to appreciate the the smaller things, the simpler things in life, we are moving into a being a better place. We're being more mindful of what's going on as well. But it's also about, you know, not trying to compete with other people. It's about what what are you grateful for? Not what sounds good. Uh, for example, when I was ill, um, I used to say I'm grateful to be able to walk down the stairs. Now, for, for a healthy human being, that's nothing. You know, they can do that in a, in a heartbeat. But for me, it would take me 20 minutes to walk down the stairs, 15 minutes to 20 minutes to have a rest, and then another f- maybe 10 minutes to crawl to the living room. That was on the worst day that I had. That, that was the kind of things that I did. So for me to be grateful of just walking down the stairs was like really epic. But then as I started to move, it was also start to be grateful for things like feeling the sun on my skin or feeling the, you know, to be able to just enjoy sitting outside and feeling the wind. You know, all of those things become because it's the simple things in life that we should become really grateful for. And of course, we can put our children in there. But what you want to do is you want to start looking at three different things every single day. This um, five minute journal is a great way to be able to do that. So that is one of the um one of the books, journals that I used to use. The next one is a book that I absolutely love. It's my personal favorite, one that I um, 
highly, highly recommend uh, to all my clients. And it kind of like adopts the whole strategy that I work to, both in planning, journaling, um, what to record, and those sort of things. It's called the best self journal. Now, a couple of things. Number one, it combines planner and journal, which is why I like it. And what I also love is it breaks the plans down into a 13-week cycle. So rather than you looking at these are what I want to achieve in the next 12 months, you just basically look at a three-month cycle. I love that. It makes goals seem more attainable. It keeps you focused. I think it's absolutely brilliant. A couple of downsides, though. There's not a whole lot of room for free writing. It's structured. So each day has, a, has, has two pages, the planning side, notes, a couple of questions that I ask you, gets you to really think about and reflect on your day. That's why I think it's great, but it doesn't have very much room for free writing. The other thing is it is quite an expensive way of doing it. I've noticed this in a lot of journals now. Um, Michael Hyatt's journal, um, I would really like to um, test out and um, review. Um, the, it's about $30. Um, the best self is about $30 as well. But it comes next day and the delivery charges are next to nothing in the UK. The um, the Michael Hyatt's one, from what I've seen, is it costs me ex almost exactly the same to get it delivered as it does to get the journal. Um, and I don't think many people would invest that money. Or why would you invest, you know, $70 every three months into a uh, into something like that and I love what Michael Hyde does I love everything I lo I've looked at the planner and the concept is great but I think those sort of things are are, are some things that you've got to think about um, for me it's well worth the value and it's only one of the other things I should add is this you can also get to test it out and see what you think you can get a pdf version of it um, which I've had on my ipad um, with the pencil and I've used it to go well does this work doing it digitally um, but I highly recommend that one um, it's definitely one that I recommend to all my clients that I'm working with to help them do that and then there's another one um, now this one is is a new one that I've been looking at because basically I wanted to explore the philosophy of stoicism and um, the the journal that I've got is called the Daily Stoic Journal, and it's um, 366 Days of Writing and Reflection on the Art of Living by um, Ryan Holiday. And what really, really interests me in this is where you've got every question in these other two examples that I've used, the Best Self and the Five Minute Journal, they're exactly the same every single day. The thing that I love is, and now this, this Stoic Journal comes also with an accompanying book, um, I've actually got an audio book um, just to make life easier for me. It explores the different um, philosophies of Stoicism. Um, and But what it does is, is each day it asks a different question and you think about it in your morning reflection and your evening reflection. I love this idea because this is really about helping you grow and looking at things in a different way. So if it's something that you've never journaled before um, and you want to look at life and and sort of look at it in a more stoic way, um, actually, this is a, a really good idea. However, I do have one pet hate, and this book actually highlighted my OCD on this. So 366 days of writing. I love it because in a leap year, you can still do something. I love that whole concept. But the one thing that it 
does my head in is that the fact that it actually states January the 1st and it dates the days. Now, personally me, um, I find that really uncomfortable to start in the middle of the year going into, um, you know, for example, the date now is I think the 10th of October when I'm recording this. Um, when I start that on the January the 1st, where it's actually October the 10th, um, it really does, it's weird. I can't quite explain how uncomfortable it is when I'm filling it in and I'm seeing the wrong date. Um, I would have much preferred them just to put day one to day 366. Um, but hey, that's my issue, not yours. But you might find that really, really useful um, to you. So they are the three different types of journals that I've, um, that I can like really go to. Um, sorry, the two types of journals I really go to and that one that I'm sort of exploring as well. There's one other one that I've, I've tried. Um, it's called the, from Daily Greatness, it's called the, um, the Daily Business Planner. Really lovely, well put together book. Um, a couple of things that I don't like is for me, it's just too big. Um, it's it's not nice and compact like the other ones. But again, it asks questions over the week that a lot of the other ones do, but just not on a day-to-day -day basis. And I would much prefer something on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, they do do a planner as well. Um, I can't remember how much these are. I think they're about £30. Um but they are very, very well made. I love the whole concept of them, really bright, creative um, stuff. But um, that is another one that I've tried. And I'm going to do some videos on reviews on um, the SuccessIQ.tv channel over the next couple of weeks on them. And then we come to the free flow or creative uh, type of journaling. Ultimately, for me, I um, kind of like put bullet journaling into that um, strategy or the other one is you just simply get a piece of paper um, or you open your book you put the date and you go okay these are my thoughts um, what I would also what I would say on that rule if you're just going to completely free write is um, always make sure you end on a positive make sure that you can like look at what's been good about the day if you're going to put anything negative put it in the middle and then at the end, you make sure that you're going to have, you put down some sort of solution that can make your day better. The reason being is, is what you want to make sure is you always focus on a high of how you can improve something. And um, that's just personally me, my philosophy, my way of thinking. I don't see the point of ending the day on a negative um, because then that's going to be one of the problems that you have. But then I, what I do is I incorporate my journal with the bullet journal. And why I like that is it's flexibility. I think one of the great ways, the problem is, is though any of those questions that you ask that we've gone through, um, you have to manually put that in. That's not a whole big deal. Um, but it's a very fluid structure. You know, it, you create an index. You can put all sorts of things in there from, you know, specific things like I have about my masterminding groups or um all of those things, they eventually go into the index that allows you to find the data. And all of the information is very quickly, easily done once you understand the process of the bullet journaling cycle. Some great videos on YouTube. I'll put some links on in the uh, show notes for the bullet note for the bullet journaling, if that's something you're interested in. Um, the guy has a very, very simple philosophy and strategy on creating tasks and those sort of things. But one thing that I found very quickly is, is you can very quickly just start creating your own approach once you understand the core structure of it. 
The bad side is, is with bullet journaling, I think sometimes it becomes very overwhelming if you've never done the journaling before and you just jump in there um, with that strategy can possibly be a little bit overwhelming. Certainly was for me, which is why I chose to go the five minute journal first um, and then move on through the the different journal strategies. So um, Sue from Brighton, I hope that helps you. So, and the final question is from Joel in Vancouver. Hello, Joel. Joel, um, lovely part of the world. My, um, we are hoping to um, try and live there for a few, um, for maybe a year or so later on in our lives. So, who knows? We may end up having a coffee. Um, so, Joel's question is: What should I record, and how will it help my own personal development? Awesome question, Joel. So let's look at this. So what are the important things to record in your journal? So for me, there there is, you know, as I said at the very beginning, I record um, all sorts of things, important stats, how many people have visited the website. Um, remembering I'm an entrepreneur, I own my own business, there are some key um stats that I am looking for you know have my visitors gone up what's my bounce rate like um have my followers gone up on the core channels I want to focus on on social media um you know how many episodes have been listened to in the podcast those sort of things are there you know what am I what's my cash in and cash out an important thing for us to take notice of so there's those things that will go in to my journal um but I think there's some really core things that should go in. And we've kind of like covered some of them with Sue's question earlier. Um, and I think what, so Joel, what I think the first one is, is I'm all about, about helping people build resilience. Um, you know, part of the success IQ is about, you know, making sure that you're the best version of yourself. So resilience is really important for dealing with life's challenges, uh, looking after our well-being, and all of those sort of things. So for me, looking at different things for mindfulness is really important. Again, first of all, I think gratitude is a really key thing. You know, if you don't want to go for the full three things, start off with just one or two. Make sure they're different every single day. The reason is, is as I kind of briefly mentioned before, is we can cheat. You know, I can go, okay, name three things that, you, you know, I'm grateful for. I can go, okay, um, my wife, my two boys rocking I'm, I'm done i'll move on but actually think harder think about the little things that those people uh, or those things or those experiences have really made you grateful for because you're really working that muscle sometimes and sometimes you may find it really really challenging and difficult to do but actually that's that's a good thing because that means you're growing that means you're going out of your comfort zone into something that's a you know, that's really making you work for it. And I think that's very important that you um, put that stuff in there. And then, of course, I think daily targets and goals. Um, I think that's something that's really important because, you know, we are goal-seeking organisms. That's what we do. If, if many of the listeners who listen to the show are business owners, entrepreneurs, holisticpreneurs, those sort of things. And then they're, one of their core things is to develop and build a successful business so for me it's making sure that you not only for the business side but you have all your goals on I am you know I make sure that I in the first part of my journal I've got my three core outcomes for the first 
for each quarter that comes along. Now, um, for me, that is just something that's very important to me. It's something that I can quickly go through my journal, sit down as part of my morning routine, and I review what those targets are. It keeps them fresh in my mind. It helps me. I know that one place that this book is going to go everywhere with me, it's in there. Any challenges, any differentials, any thoughts or reflections also gets entered into this book. So everything is kept in one place. And it doesn't want to be, it doesn't want to turn into, for me anyway, it doesn't want to turn into a, a book full of, um, you know, 10,000 tasks. What for me I do is I generally use certain apps for that. So for my daily tasks, I use Asana. Uh, for my projects, um, I use Trello. For me, it works. Again, personal choice. You just have to find. But there's key tasks relative to me moving towards my core outcomes that must go into my journal as a rule to help me make sure that I'm staying on track. That's a really important part. Another one is your successes and wins. It amazes me how many people do not record their successes, mainly because that's what we've been told. It's we've been told that it, you know it's wrong to to sort of gloat on what great things you've done or something like that. Um, I personally think that's a load of crap. Um, I think it's vitally important that you um, make sure that you record the successes in your life and have a place to go back to when you're having a really bad day or a bad period in your time. You can look back and go, actually, life isn't as bad as my brain is telling me because your brain will edit information. It will make sure that the, there's a, the, the brain will edit information to fit how you feel. An example, I used to do this a lot when I was ill. So I might have achieved, you know, a big thing for me was maybe to be able to spend 15 minutes with my kids and play with them when I, before I was, um, when I was ill. Um, and if I'd all of a sudden got really, really tired and then had a couple of knock-ons, um, I would actually edit that and go, I've actually done nothing great today. Everything has gone wrong that could go wrong. Um, and then that began that snowball effect of completely demoralizing myself and putting myself down and so on and so on. But actually what I realized is, is when I could then go to somewhere in one location and start recording those successes, it started to change. It started to help me rewire the way I was doing it. And it started for me to prove that actually the reality that I was seeing at that moment in time wasn't necessarily true the reflection point and the going back on data allowed me to go, yeah, okay, I need to make, I need to start taking a step back and, and looking how things have been. So I think those successes and wins are really important. Um, I've heard it being called the bragging list, um, which certainly doesn't sit with some people, um, you know, and I, but I do think it's a, a really, really important thing for you to do that. If you come into my office, I've got certain things on my wall um, that, you know, only myself, my family and close friends know how important they are. They're, they're successes to me, um, but it wouldn't be something I would go around shouting at people or, you know, telling people about. Um, there there be massive wins on me, um, but it's, you know, it's something that I need in order to get me into my right mindset. It's not necessarily something, um, and I'm proud of, but it's not necessarily something that I need to go and, um, you know, shove down people's throats and those sort of things. So successes and wins, I think, is a really another important one, Joel. Also, I think, is reflection on what you've learned today. 
you know, le- failure is the thing that teaches us the most. And, you know, using a journaling process to be able to go back and revisit and go, okay, this happened and I did this, allows you to, um, I guess, systematically go, I am not going to do that again. This is what I'm going to do instead and tweak it as you go along. Because, you know, those those mistakes have turned you into the success that you are today. So actually, you know, one of the best advices I've gotten, it took me a while to understand it. And to be honest, in some cases, I still um, don't necessarily do it as much as I should, was fail big and fail fast. Um, but there's only a point of failing if you take the time to reflect and go, okay, how did I do that? What did I do on it? It's not about taking what other people say. It's about maybe listening to that, but actually listening to your own internal um, questioning system and go, okay, this is this is what I should um, should do. So I think for me, they are the probably the four core things that you can start off with and then move on as you are as you are looking at going on. So I hope that um, I hope that really helps me. Now some people um, combine the five minute journal with a free writing process. There's no wrong answer with this because it's a personal choice. It you know the the thing that keeps coming up is um, is time. Time is the biggest excuse that most people coming up with. It's just one of the reasons why if someone says they haven't got the time, I say here's the five minute journal because if you haven't got five minutes for yourself, you're not assessing your time properly. And you know I've had mothers who have got children running around ragged they go you're you're right I, I i did have five minutes it's just there's a thing called parkinson's law if you if you create the void you'll fill it with something um and you know and one of the things you find on on this show is you speak to people who are extremely successful and they have exactly the same hours that we do we've had people who have got newly born kids and they're running around the house trying to sort things out We've had people who obviously have got multi, multi, you know, multi businesses that they're trying to run and grow, or you know, some at different stages and all sorts of things. But they are extremely productive with the time that they have, and that's the thing is, is you know, part of your, part of your thing needs to be to put some time aside for you. This is part of your development. You know, this is one of the things that, um, was Joel was talking about. Reflection is about giving yourself that time to grow it's about looking at the lessons that we've learned and how do we either not do them again or how can we implement things to change that and our growth comes from listening our growth comes from paying attention of what has gone on our growth comes from you know making sure that we're not putting time aside solely to watch the next great series on netflix don't get me wrong i enjoy watching tv and movies but I dedicate a huge amount of time to my own development. When I'm reading a book, I have my journal with me to write notes. Now, I might, as a perfectionist, I might not write my notes straight away in my um, journal. I might write them on my iPad so I can come in my reflection time to actually write them neatly in my book and to go a little bit deeper with my train of thought. You know, this this is just a process that I do that allows me to give the, the structure. And because of the um, systems and processes and philosophies that I've adopted since I've been ill, I've, you know, I've never been happier 
uh, than I than I am now. So it's you know for me, I know it's working for me, but you've just got to find your own route and path to um to that solution. But time should not be the um the excuse that we have. Um, it should be part of your um closing down and starting up routines, which we are actually going to talk about in our next episode um, next week. So you'll have to listen in if you want to find out more about that. So, and finally, I'd love to know what you guys think. You know, do you have journaling practices? What have been your challenges that you faced or overcome? How has journaling helped you? Um, what do you not like about journaling? You know, all you need to do is drop over to the um, the show notes on the website and enter a conversation, put some comments in, and it would be lovely to hear from you. Um, which journal do you like best? There's about 10,000 of them, but they're all over the place. All these people are starting to create journals because they've seen, and that's another thing why we know it's getting popular. You know, there's so many people who are bringing out journals. We've talked about Michael Hyatt. John Lee Dumas has got one out. Um, you know, there are so many people, uh, thought leaders that are coming out there with the journaling process because they have seen how beneficial it is to them. Um, and, and funny enough, I was in a conversation today with a lady who was talking about she's wanting to create her own journal and one of her um, her expertise, I guess, is to help people um, make sure that they get the, the right um how to use a journal more effectively and it was a, it was a really really interesting conversation but you know so please do share what um what your thoughts are so i hope you've enjoyed this episode it's been a little bit different we're probably going to do more of these i've had some feedback from from listeners saying that they would like um a couple of more episodes of um of me just talking god bless them um but we are probably going to do a couple of more um, episodes um, like this. Um, but it's, re it's really lovely to, um, for you to take the time and listen to the show. And I just want to wish you the greatest success. Take care, good night, and have an awesome week. So for those of you who are interested in working with me in creating and living the exceptional life, then it's I've made it really, really simple for you. All you need to do is jump over to www.successiq.co.uk where you will find all of the solutions, all of the different programs and services that I offer, including you can arrange and book a free consultation call with me for 30 minutes, which we can sort of discuss what you're looking for and everything else. And at the bottom of the page, you can also find how a quick link over to the podcast to catch up on any episodes that you may have missed. So that is www.successiq.co.uk. See you there. So firstly, just let me say a massive thank you to all of you who've taken the time to listen to the show. And for those of you who are sending me emails to give me feedback about the show, what you like, what you'd like to see, I am extremely grateful to you all. I would be really grateful as well if you have time and the inclination to jump over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show as it really does help me stay on my mission, which is to help people create and live an exceptional life. Finally, you can get hold of these podcast show on many different platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, 
SoundCloud, Spotify, all of those ones that you probably listen to regularly. Um, all you need to do is hit subscribe and get them straight to your phone, which makes life so much easier. So just finally wishing you an amazing week. Take care and don't forget to keep pursuing the exceptional. <laughs>